0: That kind of experience taught me that it's not just who I am. Like I'm not just chronically ill, I don't just have these things like there's so much more out there in the world that I need to experience and I'm much more than this. So once I was like, oh if I can have a week where I don't think about it, I need to not not make this who I am. I need to figure out like to keep looking for the beauty and keep having that optimism and I feel like that kind of inspired me to have a different perspective on life.
1: Welcome to Make-A-Wish Southern Florida's World of Wishes podcast, I'm Richard Kelly. You just heard a sneak preview of today's episode which features wish kid Neely Howman. You may remember Neely's mom, Jill, who was a featured guest on a previous episode. Neely is the third child in her family to receive a wish, and it was a spectacular one. She wished to photograph tulips in Amsterdam. She talks about her wish experience, what inspired it, and what life lessons she has learned along the way. We hope you enjoy the episode. And our special guest today on World of Wishes is Neely Heilman. Uh, you may remember we had her mom, Jill, on a previous episode uh, and wanted to get to talk to Neely specifically about her wish and about her uh, and about who she is and, and what she's gone through in life. And uh, welcome, Neely. It's great to have you.
0: Hello. Thank you for having me.
1: I just want to ask you first uh, introduce um, the, our audience to you. Like, who, who are you? Where are you in life? And what kind of stuff do you like to do?
0: Okay. Well, my name is Neely Heilman. I'm from Valrico, Florida, which is kind of just outside of Tampa. I'm 19 right now, and I go to the University of Connecticut. Roll, roll skis. Go Huskies. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I am going into my sophomore year, and I was granted a wish when I was in ninth grade. I love to run. I love to read books. I have a wonderful cat named Atticus. Um and that's really who I am. But another part of me that I don't think is my full identity is I, I struggle with a lot of medical issues. Um, so I have something called POTS or postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. I have Ehlers-Danlos. I have primary immune deficiency. It's a bit of a list, but <laughs> um, that's really affected my life. Um, and for those reasons, I was granted a wish. And it really it really had a great impact on my life. So, yeah.
1: And you uh growing up you were a relatively healthy child, right? And then yes. some of this some of this started to materialize when you were a preteen teenager.
0: Yes. So I actually have a, an older sister and a younger brother and we my parents are both carriers for um the primary immune deficiency so that basically means we just have really weak immune systems um my parents neither of them have this but all of us did and we also kind of all have the same genetic things so my sister and brother were really um that's my cat sorry <laughs> um were really the quote-unquote sicker kids growing up they had um a weaker immune system um they just were in and out of the hospital more, and I was, um, quote-unquote, the healthy child. I was playing soccer. I was going to friends' houses. I never really struggled with um, being in the hospital or being sick or anything like that. And then when I turned about 13 and hit um, puberty, I ended up struggling with... Um, as I got, I got sick a lot. So we started, um, we went to my brother and sister's immunologist and they tested my numbers and unfortunately they had dropped. And so I started receiving infusions just like my brother and sister once a week. And also I kind of started getting the other other conditions that they have as I hit puberty. So it was just a little bit later onset, but it was definitely something to adjust to because while my brother and sister had pretty much grown up used to it their whole lives which was still extremely challenging i had kind of grown up a little bit more normal and then had to learn to adjust so they they had never known anything else but i had so it was definitely a a strange adjustment
1: what did what did dealing with all of that teach you about resilience
0: um, I get called resilient and brave a lot and I, I think it's a little funny when I hear it because I don't really see myself as resilient or brave. I just kinda see myself as me. I don't really have a choice, I just keep going. But I've definitely just learned that you really can't stop because the world keeps going, it keeps spinning, it keeps like whether you're in the hospital or not the news still comes on in the morning the the oceans st- still roll the the sun still rises and i think that i really once i realized that things keep going in nature and things keep going in the world like you the world doesn't stop for you you have to keep going and so i just I also drew obviously on my sister and brother because they had they had dealt with that their whole life. So I had I had seen them go through it, and if they were able to do it, I was always extremely competitive. And I thought, well, I can do it too if they can. So that's kind of my view on resilience. But um, I think it's a very complicated term, and everyone has their own form of resilience. So um, I try my best, yeah. <laughs> but. Um, I think everyone has the ability to be resilient, but it's more of a mindset.
1: And uh, an overcoming a lot, and you know, your and your strength uh, really shines through. I've gotten to know you a little bit, and you know, you're just a, an extremely strong person. You know, both physically as you're able to, and mentally um, to to overcome uh, to overcome all that. So when uh, make wish comes into your life and says, okay, you can have anything in the world that you want to have or you want to go anywhere or anything, how is that, what was that decision like? Was your ultimate wish your first choice or were there other, uh, other things in consideration?
0: So it was definitely my first choice. Um, obviously with siblings, I feel like my case is a little unique because my siblings had both been granted wishes. My sister was granted a wish when she was three. Um, she went to Disney World um, a little bit basic if I say so, but I love Disney world. (laughs) Um, then my brother chose to go to Legoland. So they were very much theme parks. And so, um, growing up when I was, um, a little bit healthier, I was just a little bit jealous. (laughs) Um, obviously now I realize that was a little bit ridiculous, but I mean, I was a kid, I didn't understand. And so, um, I'd obviously thought about it because I, when my brother made his wish, when he was about like, six or seven, like, I was like, Ben, we should go swim with the dolphins. We should go do this, that. And so I, I watched a movie called The Fault in Our Stars. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of it. And it's about these two, um, young adults who or kids. I guess they're 17. They, they struggled with their own medical issues and they were both granted wishes, but one, um, had already used her wish. And then the, the love interest, the boy had it. And so they end up using his wish and go to Amsterdam and she wanted to go meet this author and stuff like that. And so that was one of my favorite movies because I was able to, to see kind of the beauty in, in love because they loved each other and that there's there's just so many amazing lessons in that movie. I strongly encourage you to watch it. Um, but it really talks about the one of my favorite parts of the movie is talking about the concept of infinity and that you can live an infinity within a number of days. And so every experience you have to take with what you're granted because you're not you don't know how much time is left and so I think you really have to savor your moments and so I just really like was amazed by that movie and I saw how beautiful Amsterdam was and I realized that I really wanted to go there just like the movie and just like my favorite characters and stuff like that and then I, I wanted to photograph the tulips because in the movie they talk about tulips and stuff like that. And I just, they're my favorite flower, obviously. And I wanted to photograph, um, my, my wish was to photograph the tulips in Amsterdam. Um, and I specifically chose to photograph because I knew that I would be able to capture the memory forever and be able to, to draw on it whenever I was in like a hard point and I could look back and remember it
1: and uh, were you were you a into photography or was this your your entrance into photography i
0: feel like it was um more of my entrance into photography however like my mom we always grew up with my mom taking photos wherever we went and i um my sister and i were always posing and stuff like that and we loved our photos being taken my brother not so much But my mom always captured photos and that is one of my favorite things that I can look back at those memories. And so I just always grew up around a camera and being able to look back and capturing like happy moments and stuff like that. So um, I feel like that kind of inspired me but also my granddad also takes a ton of photos so he would come to my soccer games and and take photos and he would also every time we had christmas we'd all take a family photo and he was just able to capture the happiness in that moment and i think those were kind of what led me to the photography
1: so all the stars really aligned you know you have a wish you wanted it to be not basic as you said (laughs) um and and then uh you know you watch this movie you have come from a somewhat photography background. So all those stars really did align and, uh, and make wish sends you to Amsterdam. And so, uh, this one of the more unique wishes in our chapter is history. We've done 14,000 of them and this is a really unique one. So walk us through what, what that, what that experience was like, you know, how many days were you there and, and what were the highlights?
0: So once I was, I was granted the wish, I remember I, I came home and, um, actually my wish like granter was someone that we knew because she she's a oncology nurse not that I am in oncology but she was just she worked with make a wish a lot and so fortunately she was able to help coordinate that which was just amazing and i come home and there's there's orange everywhere which is the color of the netherlands there's tulips everywhere there's just all these beautiful things that was able to t- that was able to tell me like you're going to amsterdam so Um, we were told that the best time to see the tulips was um, around like April and it ended up being May. And so they're like, you can go now, but the tulips aren't going to be amazing. And so I ended up waiting a year, which I for sure think was worth it. I mean, the best things are always worth the wait. Mm -hmm. And I ended up going the next year. My brother came with um, and my parents both came. Um, As a kid, like we didn't, we don't really have the time um, or the resources to like travel because with a lot of medical issues um, and a lot of medical bills, you don't have. We didn't have as much money, and my parents were always working. And like, it's just very complicated to travel when you do have complex medical issues. So this was not only like special in the fact that it was Amsterdam, but the fact that I was traveling out of the country, the fact that I was traveling in general, and Make A Wish just coordinated it so that I felt so safe, and I didn't wasn't concerned about my health at all, which was just such a nice thing to not have to worry about. And so we ended up um, leaving. Um, we flew to Atlanta, I believe, or New York, I'm not sure. <laughs> and then we had like an eight hour flight or really long flight to the Netherlands. And we landed and there was a time change. and It was my first time change. And I was just so confused because we left in the morning and then it was still the morning. <laughs>
1: Major time change. Yeah.
0: And um, when we first got there, we went up to this, um, this room that we were staying in. Um, It ended up being up a very, very steep flight of stairs, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which was a little bit challenging, but that's just how um, the Netherlands are. They have very old buildings and very steep stairs. So my dad thankfully helped us carry up all the luggage because, you know, I had to bring all the cute outfits. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so we, we went up there, we chilled out for a little bit, and then my mom and I went out for a walk while the boys rested. And we went to this park that was just absolutely beautiful. And that's where I took my first photos. Um, My mom has lots of pictures of me around these trees that have all these white, white blooms. I don't know what kind of flowers they were, but it was just absolutely beautiful, and it was just amazing, and I remember when I first stepped out of the the little, like, place that we were staying, these bikes just came flying past, and I, I was oh my goodness, what are they in a hurry for? And then my mom and I start walking and it's just bike after bike after bike. And so you really have to be careful. I recommend that if you do go to Amsterdam, be more wary of the bikes than of the cars. There's, I believe there's more bikes in Amsterdam specifically than there are cars or people. (laughs) So definitely be careful with the bikes. But that's where we started. And then we kind of explored the next day. There was a beautiful market nearby. And of course, I'm, I'm a big foodie. So we got all the, the special like Amsterdam cuisine. So they had these things called puffer jests, mm-hmm. which are like little mini pancakes. Oh my gosh, I think I had those every, every day. And then my brother and I were still a little bit of picky eaters. So for dinner the first night, we ended up getting um, pizza, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my parents are like, we're in Amsterdam. Why don't we try something? And we're like no, well, let's get pizza. So we got this wonderful pizza that was right down the way from our, from our, uh, place that we were staying. And then it ended up being like a pattern. Every night we would try a different pizza place in Amsterdam. Okay.
1: Pizza in Amsterdam. Who knew? And
0: it was, it was just amazing. And it made me feel special because I was, I felt like I was a little like chef critic and it was right. just, it was very cool to try all these different types of pizzas. And like still when I eat pizza, I'm like well it's not as good as the ones in Amsterdam um that was what we did for dinner we got a lot of ice cream and stuff like that um the first few days and then um my my wish came specifically I was there for 10 days and I believe like a few days in once we were adjusted to the time change and everything we went um to Kuchenhof (laughs) which is a wonderful little name and it is the tulip fields um Of Amsterdam, and they're very, um, they're amazing. I I suggest you look them up, and if you can go and see them, and that was where I was going to take my photos. So, I show up, and there's a wish coordinator there from Amsterdam, and she was so kind. And then there was a professional photographer there, whose name ended up being Niels. So my name is Neely, and his name is Niels. And um, he was showing me how to photograph, and we walked in, and it's just it was like an ocean of flowers, just rolling hills of, I'd never seen so many flowers in my life. There were so many different like exhibits and stuff of all these different shapes and colors. And it was just so overwhelming, the beauty, like I've never seen anything more beautiful. And so he showed me how to take photographs. And I was just so proud of myself for being able to capture something so beautiful and be able, I knew that I was gonna be able to look back at them in the past. And so my brother was running around, looking at the flowers. I was taking all the photos and it was just absolutely wonderful. And then we, we keep walking through, it's kind of like a little like path that you walk through and there's a bunch of windmills. And so we also took pictures of the windmills, which was just amazing. Cause obviously I've never seen a windmill ever. <laughs> and it was beautiful. And we were able to like go up in one and take pictures of above from like the oceans of tulips. And it was just, so beautiful and we ended up being able to have a lunch at the center of like the the tulip fields and we ended up going into like this this presidential suite and we had all these beautiful foods and it was just I felt I just felt so special I felt like like a princess of of the Netherlands Mm -hmm. so it was just such a wonderful experience and then um it took me a while to just like soak it all in and I was just afterwards I remember just being in like the car that drove us there and just just in awe like just reflecting like did I really just see that was that just a dream and that was just amazing and I kept looking through the photos that night and it was wonderful and we we kept trying our little pizza places and our desserts in the days after and I kept I took many many photos of other places in Amsterdam. the canals were beautiful I ended up visiting the Fault in Our Stars bench on the canal which is where they sit and so On the bench there's all these quotes from the movie and like I took a picture of the bench and all the different quotes from the movie and all the canals and pictures of bikes and all the little stores and the little clogs and stuff and I just I feel like once I was able to capture the flowers I really had a different perspective of being able to capture everything else beautiful in the city Um, we also went to the zoo Amsterdam Zoo one day and that was super fun I got to take pictures of animals so I still really like taking pictures of animals too and even the zoo was just incredibly different from like zoos here. And so I just really got to experience the culture and lots of fun things there. And it was just truly amazing. And I'm, I'm never going to forget that experience.
1: Was there any point when you were there that you felt like a, a sick child or a child with medical challenges or did that sort of just go away?
0: Absolutely not. I was... I was it was just like a dream like I don't even I felt kind of like I was just walking through the motions I was like this is beautiful I had never we did my infusion like right before we left so I didn't have to do my infusion there and I I I didn't have any pain I didn't get sick which is like a miracle (laughs) because obviously there's a ton of new people you're going over all these like things and going all these different places and I just my mind was so focused on the beauty of the place and the culture and all these new new things and focused on being happy that I not once thought about like pain or being sick it was just such a surreal experience and it was such a nice distraction and a break and I feel like that was maybe one of the first times since I started struggling with with these medical issues that I didn't think about it because it's really on your mind all the time it's hard not to think about it and that kind of experience taught me that it's not just who I am like I'm not just chronically ill I don't just have these things like there's so much more out there in the world that I need to experience and I'm much more than this. So once I was like, oh, if I can have a week where I don't think about it, I need to not not make this who I am. I need to figure out like to keep looking for the beauty and keep having that optimism. And I feel like that kind of inspired me to have a different perspective on life.
1: So it wasn't just the, the mechanics of the wish. Um, that you took out of that experience there were other life lessons and and perspective on life that you took
0: yes I feel like when you do have chronic illness and I mean a lot of other things but you you feel like your world becomes very small you feel like you only have what's in front of you you feel like um, you pity yourself sometimes you're like why am I this ninth grader who wants to be going to football games but I have to do infusion this night and all these things and you feel kind of a little bit bad for yourself and I ended up realizing there's so much more out there that I need to expand how I see the world and I need to expand my perspective and not pity myself and keep pushing forward. And I feel like not only was it an experience that was amazing then, but it really had an everlasting effect on my life.
1: What was it like having your family there?
0: It was amazing. Um, my brother, I mean, obviously we spent a lot of time together, but, um, we were both in school and we both had different doctor's appointments at different times and um, then my parents both worked really, really hard to make sure we were able to pay for the medical bills and able to still have fun experiences. And so we really didn't get a ton of time to just relax and have fun with each other. And so the fact that they were all able to come with me just and not think about work like for my dad or my mom and then have Ben not have to think about Doing infusion and stuff like that, I feel like it not only was a wish for me, but a wish for them.
1: That's a uh, you know one of the more underrated uh, aspects of the wish, especially the travel wishes, is you know the, is the entire family goes. And like you said, you know the families are you know they're splintered; they're all going to different places. They don't spend a lot of time together, and then this is a place to have fun and eat together and laugh mm-hmm. together and, and really enjoy those. those yeah, memories.
0: I mean, chronic illness and. Um, Diseases don't just affect the person that has them. Obviously, they affect them the probably the most. Um, However, it affects everyone you're around, and so the way that my parents and my um, my parents worked so hard for us and were so um, strong for us because it's incredibly hard. I mean, I can't imagine seeing my kid have to go through so much, and they just were constantly strong and constantly staying positive, even though they were scared too. I'm sure, and they were just like all of our like all of my siblings and mine rock, and so for them they experienced a different aspect of chronic illness that I was never able to experience. And so I'm just so glad that they were able to have that relaxation and that they were able to see me be relaxed and happy and just be able to see me joyous like that was amazing for them as well.
1: Are you going to go back?
0: I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I would absolutely love to, um, I think when I graduate college, um, which I hope I do, I think I will <laughs> in a few years, I would love to go on a trip if I can, or maybe my honeymoon one day. And I definitely want to go back and see how it has changed and how I have changed. Um, it's definitely my favorite place in the world for sure. Um, and I really would love to experience it with some more people in my life if I can, like my Graham and, maybe some of my friends and stuff like that and kind of share share that experience with them. But I would love, love, love to go back.
1: And your photography career?
0: Oh, I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been working on it and I didn't take my camera up um, for most of last year because I was worried about hurting it and stuff like that. But I'm going to take it up all this all this um, year up to Yukon. And UConn up in Connecticut, I'm obviously from Florida. It's very different. So I'm ready to take some fall pictures and get those beautiful leaves. I had never seen orange leaves, red leaves before. Mm-hmm. So I would love to, to photograph more up at Yukon. And I know that they have photography contests and I would love to just, just do that. And I mean, if I am in part of certain clubs, maybe I could be like the photography person and I just love to capture those beautiful moments. So
1: And as we record this, you're heading into your second year at Yukon. Um, what's the next, you know, five, six, seven years of your life. Like, um, How do you see it? What's your vision for it? I
0: mean, the hope. <laughs> I'm grad, hopefully graduating college in three years. Um, then I'd love to, I, I'm an exercise science major. I love sports. Um, they've always given me joy in my life and a distraction. And um, I also love the the health side of things. So I wanted to be a doctor. And then I changed my mind because I was like, I love sports too much. I want to combine them. And there's fortunately a major with called exercise science and I was a, I'm able to pursue that. And so I I love doing research. I'm actually doing research right now on sports safety and I want to make sports as safe as possible and I work at an institute right now that works on that. And so if I can help others, I feel like giving back is really my big goal. So after I graduate, I'd uh, love to do a master's in athletic training so I can work with a sports team a little bit, get some clinical experience, really be on the field and have that. And then eventually I'd like to get a PhD in exercise science and then be able to conduct my own research. Um, I'd love to do research on Ehlers-Danlos syndrome in sports because a lot of, um, athletes actually do have Ehlers-Danlos syndrome or Marfan syndrome, another connective tissue disorder. Um, Michael Phelps is actually double-jointed and probably has a connective tissue disorder. And so I'd love to do research on athletes with EDS and just to be able to to look into the science side of the things that I've experienced and hopefully help others. Um, so I'd love to get that PhD and then be a teacher at um, or a professor at a university. And I really want to just influence the next generation if I can. I'd love to keep getting involved with Make-A-Wish. I actually Um, volunteered at a 5k up in Connecticut for make a wish. And that was amazing. Um, I'd love to keep um, the I'm hopefully joining a sorority in the fall. And I'd love to get us involved with make a wish and um, really just use my voice and my experience. I feel like sometimes in the past when I was younger, I was I was worried about telling people that I had a make like that I had a wish. But now like I've realized it's it was such an amazing experience. And I need to share and educate people that Every person who has a wish is completely different, and there's not just one way that a person is, or a person looks, or a person acts that like may m- may cause them to be like a make-a-wish kid. And so, when people hear that I am, they're kind of like surprised, and I'm like, "You need to open your open your perspective. Everyone's different, and you need to um, really learn about it." And I know that not many people. Um, especially younger people know about make a wish and unless they obviously had a wish. And so I'd love to be able to help educate the people around me and hopefully get them involved with make a wish and, um, kind of see like, I know there's different regions of make a wish and kind of see how the Northeast is different from down here. And I'd love to like make my own, own race that I could do or a 5k because obviously I love exercise and be able to raise money for that. So I'd love to do that. And hopefully I mean, my goal one day is to be able to volunteer and hopefully be a wish granter and be able to give back to a kid like me and eventually help coordinate their wish.
1: That's uh, that's all amazing and certainly we would love to have you um, as part, you know, that from that perspective of Make a Wish. What would you say to uh, the people who uh, funded your wish or fund wishes? You know, they adopt wishes, they make donations, and a lot of them are have never been touched by a wish, um, but they do understand. Uh, what the impact that wishes have, what would you say to them if you had the opportunity? I
0: just want to say thank you. You've shaped so many lives and the fact that you are putting your time and your money and just your love and commitment into this organization, you'll, you'll, I can't even put into words how much it's changed my life and I'm just one. I'm just one out of, out of 14,000. And I encourage so many people to look into this organization and donate if they can't donate money donate time or just spread education about it and awareness because it truly has changed my life and it's changed it for the better and it's not just been the one experience it's it's been it's changed my entire perspective on life and the way that i'm able to be resilient i'm able to draw on this experience so i just say thank you and i encourage you to keep continuing because you really are helping people that are going through it
1: Beautifully said, and thank you for that, and thank you for your perspective. Thank you for sharing your uh, your story uh, with us today, and hopefully that, that will inspire others to uh, to get involved, talk to somebody else about Make Wish, share this podcast, uh, or get involved with uh, Make Wish in some way. So, thank you, Neely, for being here. Thank and, you so much uh, for having me. All the best for your continued college career, and for your health, and for your happiness, and uh, we wish you all the best. Thank you. Thanks to Neely and thanks to you for listening to World of Wishes produced by Wish Southern Florida. Please support our mission and this podcast by sharing this episode with a friend or by rating, reviewing, and subscribing wherever you get your podcast. You can also listen to archive shows at worldofwishespodcast.org. To learn more about making wishes come true, visit us at wish.org SFLA.